So, you know, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street the other day. Anyway, there was bits in it because of I've got a little bit more understanding of the stock market. <laughs> Stocks now. Now that I've got a clear understanding of the there's, stock market. There's bits in it where he's like explaining... Yeah. Oh, so you know, we 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 buy all the shares, and then and then when the IPO goes live, we, we dump them. We dump yeah, them, yeah. and he's like, "What? You don't you don't need to understand any of that. It doesn't fucking matter. We made loads of money." I was like, "No, no, no. Tell me, <laughs> tell me more. Tell me. I want to know about that bit." <laughs> Mr. Jordan Bowman, educate me. Yeah. So, guys, if you're wondering what on earth to talk about, welcome to the Shoot the Shit Show, which is the show that we literally shoot the shit to best mates. I'm joined by two best mates. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and a third acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we already got through the stonk conversation last week. That's true. Has Mr. Stonk arrived yet? No. No. I can't wait for that to arrive. Yeah, I think it will come. It's coming from Shenzhen, China. So, um, you know, the place where stonks are made. (laughs) (laughs) So that will arrive at some point in the next six months. Looking forward to that. Mm. I'll bring him in. I find delivery from China fascinating because you can order something for like £1.99, free delivery from China. Mm. It would just take six to nine months. What was that app? Is it Wish? Wish. Is that still a thing? I think so, yeah. You used that, didn't you? Have you used that? I don't use no, Wish. No, ja- uh, ja- I don't use Wish. It's Jamie Fisher. No, Jamie Fisher uses Wish. Or I've, used, never, seen, u- used I've Wish. never used it. Oh. He, but it's that point. It's like buy something for four ninety nine, delivered from China in eight weeks. Emmy has a. She has an AliExpress account, and she, I, th- I think she, I don't know if she follows it on Facebook as well, but she gets ads for for stuff from AliExpress, and one of them is a crudely hand drawn picture of a wolf necklace. Uh, no word of a lie. Imagine giving a child. What? Imagine what? giving a child a crayon and going, "Draw me a necklace with a wolf pendant," <laughs> and that's the image for the product. And it takes six to eight weeks to arrive. But what is the product? The, the product it's, it's, is it's, the it's, image. Is it a necklace a, or is it? It's a necklace. <laughs> oh right, I thought you were saying the product was a picked, a badly no, drawn wolf. No, pendant. no, no. But the, the, the product is what it says in the description: a necklace with a wolf. On right, right. It. But the product image <laughs> is a crudely drawn, <laughs> right, right, illustration of the product. Oh, I thought it was like an art piece, which was like a. That actually that a would make more sense. <laughs> Professional, that <laughs> would make more sense. Professional segue coming in here because you just gave me a jumping off point. Art piece, mm. NFTs. Ooh, I, I want like what you got. What do you We're guys trying to know keep about this very highbrow? Aren't we? Mm. No, no. I'm just mm, maybe. Uh, I know. I've been thinking. I wanted to talk about this as well because. There's just a lot of chatter about NFTs and stuff like this yeah, right now. Yeah. Non-fungible. What's the fungible word mean? Because I, I thought it was like a fancy word for like non-fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, and oh, we're okay. we're back in the gutter. <laughs> non-fuckable tokens belong. as in like, you can't fuck me over because I've got proof that I own this was I actually, literally what I went to. I fungible. actually learned something really interesting about these non-fungible tokens is... Obviously, like, there's the whole thing. What's the difference between a JPEG that we've copied a billion times and the one that you got the unique identifier through the non-fungible token? Right. But when you sell it, my understanding is whoever owns it or originally owned it, the originator of that... Gets a slice. Gets a slice. Sam, uh, my understanding is that that wasn't the case. I thought that was the point of it. No, no, no. So it so it kind of comes down to what you were talking about with this whole like Ethereum thing where it's like uh, smart contracts. Mm. So built into the smart contracts that we're going through at the moment 
what happens is I buy this item. I'm up, Let's say I'm a creator. There's a really... Uh, where did I hear about this? Or was it on the All In podcast? Where there's like a piece of Banksy artwork uh, where they like uh, paid... I don't know. Like that, was, that was that, All In. That was it. 120K for the Banksy artwork. Uh, and they took an extremely high-res image of the Banksy artwork. They made a YouTube video of them burning the Banksy artwork because it was a one-of-one. So the only thing that is that Banksy artwork is this high-res image of it, and they sold the digital version of the artwork for like 300K using one of these NFTs. When was this? Recent episode of the All In Podcast. Oh, I don't think I've got to that bit then. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Spoiler. uh, (laughs) And they sort of talk about these... uh, uh, and Mark Cuban did an interview with um, Jason Calacanis on This Week in Startups talking about NFTs. Right. And he sold like 10 of his tweets and he gets 10% every time they are then resold on in the market. But that's but that's it, an element of a spark contract. Yeah, so that can be... That's not as standard. That's defined as part of the sale, right? Yes, but what, what's happening... He's at the implemented that into that NFT. Yeah, yeah. They kind of talk about smart contracts as this vending Once. machine where... It's sort of like, oh, I want this. When I sell this item mm. using the Ethereum network mm-hmm. or product, Doohickey. Uh, <laughs> the thingy called Ethereum, yeah. um, I, I want this contract to give me a percentage of residual sales every time it's transacted. That is like a, a, like an option that they turn on. Then they make it an NFT. Then they sell it. And every time it's resold, because they can go back to who owned this originally, that automatically fulfills a transaction. Interesting. Yeah, yeah right, re- okay. really interesting. So it is. Yeah. So it's so it's so it can be defined per transaction. Basically, is what we're saying. I believe so. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not like. But that that's where. It so gets it could. But it could though. be part of it. Could be. I'm going to sell this to you, and you own it, and I don't get anything from future sales. Right. If that was what was written into. Mm the initial agreement is that correct yeah but on on that note as well they talk about like if you think about like um music rights right yeah yeah so there's hold on you can buy the rights to the music to then uh resell the music but then the question came up is like hold on if i'm buying this banksy artwork as an example can i take that artwork stick it on t-shirts and sell merch this was the question license yeah Yeah, do i I own the license talking about this this was a question that i had in my my head as well so i was glad that that came up but i don't think there's a clear answer to it right Uh, there wasn't an answer on the podcast i guess the reason i wanted to mention is like do you guys see this as something that is faddish or is this the future of owning artwork um i think it will be both yeah, I believe that it will. The hype will die down. I think there's a lot of hype because it's just a new thing, and it's also like kind of entrenched in this kind of crypto hype as well. Do you um, think it's a bubble on a bubble? I don't necessarily think it's a bubble. I just think there it, that it's very hyped at the minute. I don't necessarily think that it's a it's, bubble though. It's currently think, going through a ridiculous will... stage, right, where everything is going to be an NFT. So like random pictures of nonsense. Right. So it's like it's that early early stage of like was this new things about everyone's just jumping on the wagon and just trying all sorts of shit. I think what will just end up sticking is it's just a novel, not a novel. It's it's a method of maybe with the music. I don't know what it comes down to when it comes to the licensing and stuff, but like that seems like a more applicable use of the technology for for genuine art assets and things like that. Right. And maybe maybe it's the future for Pokemon cards. It's a genuine digital NFT version. Yeah. Well, I just them. I just got an email from one of the newsletters that I that I'm on, and um, it said that 
so you know how like the NBA did that um what was it called like top something it's not top trumps but something top some, plays or something top like plays that? or something like that yeah. I don't know comment what it's called you don't know about this no so so the so the NBA have like been really really forward thinking and um uh, a few months back they got into the NFT space massively and they were basically selling digital packs oh, of like no, this plays, came up in the Mark like mini videos yeah yeah so you can buy a pack for like $150 and you get a random video or a clip like of a play of, of, the of game. a play mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Of, of, of an NBA game and it's kind of like the digital version of sports cards right so when you get a sports card, you can get that sports card, you own it as you buy it and it comes out of a pack. Whereas this is like the digital version. If you pull out of the pack, you know, a Kobe Bryant dunk, for example, mm-hmm. that's what you got out of your random pack. That's obviously going to be way worth way more than, you know, one of the kind of more mediocre plays that might be in a pack. So they have like these different degrees of rarity. And then because it's an NFT, you own that asset and there's only one of each play. So the, I think, um, I don't know some of them have been going for like you know hundreds of thousands of, of but, dollars. But but imagine this. Um, it'd be interesting to know how that smart contract set up because imagine if every single time that that then gets resold, that the NBA mm. then get a percentage. <laughs> mm. That would completely change their whole revenue model. Right. I, I just had a quick look. So um, Jack Dorsey is selling the first ever tweet. Yeah. Uh, that looks like it's going to sell for two point five million, and Elon Musk is selling his first tweet. And right now it's in a, it's in an auction, and then this is two hours ago. That looks like it's going to sell for over one point one million dollars. Like, but what's the, what? But, my question is: Is why? Why, why are people buying? And this isn't. There's no answer to this, like a black and white one. But why do you think people are spending this much money? Is it like if you could go back in time and get the pen that I don't know J.F. Kennedy signed as an all? Like, you know what I'm saying? Is like, is it a moment in time that someone's buying, and how do you value that? If we go down to like real behavioral psychology levels, the only reason that anybody would buy any of these things is status. That's it. But some some people don't yeah, really yeah. care because, like, for example, because I think on the all in, it's like the Mo- they talked about the Mona Lisa. But like, I don't care about the original. Show me a JPEG or a fo- a, a poster of of the art. Well, like they- to, the art to me, the art's the art. Whether it's an image or a print or whatever, it's only valuable. As with all art, it's only valuable to the people that value it. Yeah, and Chamath, so, it so I can see a screenshot of the first ever tweet. I don't care. Right. Chamath talks about like it's completely a, a status thing, and the whole thing is like basically rigged uh, in terms of like how value is created. But the thing yeah, is about he uses that, the art example. Yeah, right? but the thing I liked about the art is like take um, f- like uh, what's it called? Like do you know like the cinema posters like of like a new film release is pixel for pixel. If you owned the original versus a reprint and put it on your wall in the office, you would never notice the difference. Yeah. The only difference is that psychological element, which was like, oh, this was the original piece of art. And, I, and I own and it. And I own it. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just a status thing. Like, that's all that it is. But, it, you know, in, in a way, so it's mainly status, but also there is a kind of like... Um, like a wealth element to it in terms of like an investment as well, right? Because, but that's just being clever. If you know that like this piece of art is worth X amount, 
it's a risk, right? Because you you're putting all your money into you speculate. In, yeah, 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 you're putting into your money into that art because you believe that it's it's worth X amount, and you believe probably believe that the price is going to go up at some point. Some people, some people just want it for status, and some people for the love of art, right? But I would say status and investment slash wealth play parts of those decisions. Both both of those things. Um, but it's all just the story that we all tell ourselves about that like that it's the story that is this is valuable because of x but i think i think that's what i'm finding most interesting about this right now because you've kind of got this imperfect market where at least with art a banksy has built up like a banksy's first piece of art was worth dog shit when he first did it Mm -hmm. if you could go back and get that first piece of art now a fortune yeah i assume out my depth here don't know much about banksy yeah fair assumption definitely for sure um, I've completely lost my train of thought because I'm thinking about Banksy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just the story. It's like, it's just the story of now we all believe that we all believe yeah. that you're right there, mate. We all believe you blew that, me off my chair. <laughs> yeah, we all believe that Banksy's are is Sorry, worth something. Yeah, you just pulled me back. That imperfect market thing. Whereas, like, we now have enough track record of what a Banksy is worth to at least be able to try and speculate on future growth of that thing. Right. Baseball cards have been around for a while. Pokemon cards, like we have like these market conditions where there's buyers and sellers. And in theory, buyers and sellers create a value. Right. Whereas because this is like a brand new thing, if, if Elon Musk's first tweet had sold for 2K compared to 1.1 million, I don't think anyone would know whether that was good or bad. How has he turned it into a, uh, an NFT? Or Ooh, that's what, what is like, the first well, tweet? Just out of interest. Do you know what it is? What uh, it says? Let me have a, a quick look. Just um, bought vegetables, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> the simple time. But like, I, uh, like uh, maybe I'm, I don't know too much about it, but like I don't really fully understand the application of how it all works. Like when, like people, if pe- how can people sell a tweet? Surely it's on Twitter and it's on the screen. Like how is someone getting that and turning it into a unique thing or, it's or not, attaching it, a unique identifier to it? it. it, it it's not really it because it is just a thing on a screen. All that all that's happening is it's the it's Ethereum being logged piece on that's blockchain being, uh, as yeah. a ledger. So like. So it's actually not even a, a, about like the tweet, the JPEG attached it's to about it. <laughs> the ledger. Yep, that's what it's about. It's about the entry in the ledger, and if the entry in the ledger says Harrison Mudge owns Elon Musk's first tweet, because we all believe in the the ledger, that's where the value is created. It's actually got nothing to do with the tweet. It's it's about the entry in this perfect ledger system, which is blockchain. I need to understand more about the minting process. <laughs> the tech behind it's like bonkers to try and get your head around. There's a, I'm, I'm probably a third, nearly probably halfway through an interesting uh, conversation between Tim Ferriss, Naval, what's his surname? Naval Ravikant. Naval Ravikant. Uh, Vitalik Buterin. Those three. Uh, Tim Ferriss. Shalom. <laughs> Tim, Fer- Tim Ferriss show. Um, <laughs> talking about like, Ethereum and tickled him. That's tickled him. Please continue. No, no, I was just saying. Crack me up at least <laughs> once an episode. Just in like the first like twenty minutes, it kind of helped me at least get a better understanding of what Ethereum is. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 the application. I think that I'm I'm missing 
and like how it actually works to be able to understand how how is someone getting a piece of ethereum and getting the tweet and putting them together or or whatever yeah, that I mean, actually you, you is you know you could look into it but it's not going to be something that we're going to be able to explain why don't we spend ac- 50 accurately. minutes just doing a bit of research and covering it yeah just hold on for a sec guys let's <laughs> jump into that <laughs> at least spend another 60 seconds guys because i thought you guys were like doing well but i'm uh, well i i just did just trying actually, to nail this delivery order just got while, adam, order, so while adam orders the nandos um I had the only bit paid for in Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) The only bit, the only vague bit I am aware of is that is a minting process that I don't know how you attach it or whatever, but it sounds like you can pay for it to get it done, but you pay for it to happen. So it costs money to, we've ordered, attach it to Ethereum and then we should, we should, we should attach these episodes. Oh, can you imagine what we could sell these for as NFTs? Jesus, guys. We should retirement NF- money. That we is. should <laughs> NFT the first episode of the journey. No one else knows what that is. Actually, probably everyone knows what this. Is. Only hey, that no one show. No one knew the podcast. No one knew what Banksy's art was until he was Banksy. That's true. No, but to your point. Not when you mean. said like to this min- I mean. this mint <laughs> make money 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 <laughs> <laughs> this minting process i think it is literally the way it was explained in this podcast earlier was like you say what you want the contract to be you press the button on the vending machine you pay an amount and that contract is attached to that um to the blockchain digital asset right and then and, it, and is something being mined at this point to melt like a, Did you say melt the two? <laughs> is something is an is ethere- something being mined to milk the two together? Is it is a piece? <laughs> you is say it, milk? No, no. no. Is, it, is, it, is it melt? Meld? Is a piece of a is a piece of Ethereum being mined in order to no. meld it to a? <laughs> is meld a word? Come on, Google. Hey Siri, define meld. No, oh, stop listening. It's a word. Blend. No, it's it's stop listening. <laughs> the, the verb. Blend or combine. Oh, you guys think I'm fucking idiots. <laughs> Siri, stop listening to me. I've, I've literally never heard the word meld before. You've just... Meld the two together. Yeah, mind meld. Mind meld. You never heard of that. How did you sit there and laugh at me when I was saying meld? And he's like, just... that's not even a fucking word. Because it was just funny, man. That's all. So, the, so, <laughs> so, so back to the schmelting process of, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, of yeah. Ethereum and the JPEG. How do they combine? Don't know. Don't That's know. The okay. um, I haven't cool. looked into it enough at all to understand. Well, on that though, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll do a little bit of digging in, in between in between episodes. Come on, the stonk. Can, uh, the stonk master in the corner needs to come back to us with Bitcoin, s- blockchain. I'll try and understand a little bit more about it. Cause it's something I'm interested in anyway. I'll try and figure it out. Fantastic. It's very complicated though. I'm and sure. when we can do it, we definitely need to mint something live on the show. Ooh. I'd like to do an F- NFT of some sort. It just as a bit of fun. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Picture of us. I've just read as well that Jack Dorsey <laughs> is selling. The <laughs> 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 He's selling the first tweet, converting it to Bitcoin, and then donating all of that to charity. Good for him. So, what's Elon Musk's first tweet? Did you find that I, out? I couldn't find it out because the article then drift. Damn Duracells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we just do a show where Harry makes up what Elon Musk's first tweets are? <laughs> we just do 15 minutes of, uh, of this section. Um, no, because it, it's pulled back to today's most recent tweet about his NFT. So it talks about the first tweet in the top of the article and then it doesn't actually tell you what it is. But he says, I'm selling this song about NFTs as an NFT, something that he recently tweeted. Um, 
this is what I'm saying is it's kind of getting a bit meta and bubbly, but mm. I guess part of this is it's finding its po- feet, right? It's like I think it's just part of the PR process for it. Like you need people like these celebrities and these market makers like Jack and Elon getting involved with it to make it feel like there's some value. I actually think that's the reason that the Ethereum guy ended up on the Tim Ferriss show this week because he's seeing another use case and value for the Ethereum network. And I feel like it's a bit of a PR to be like, this is what Ethereum's, this like the thing we've built is allowing this to take place. I feel like that's what that show's going to be I haven't be listened to the show yet. Are they talking about, you've listened to a bit of it, right? Are they, are they talking about NFTs a lot on it? Uh, no, they've, they've only just sort of gone into like how smart contracts and things like that work. Right, okay. Yeah. But at the top of the show, Naval says, we're not going to let him just use this as a PR thing. We're going to give him the tough questions. So I, I kind of right. put the two together with the timing and we're like... Love Naval. Legend. I don't I'm listening to any of his stuff. You need to share some stuff for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's great. Mother's Day, what do you guys do? Because um, we had a conversation about this because you were like, who the hell... Mother's Day, did you say? Yeah. Just topical. Thought I'd bring it back to something that's going on in the last week. Yeah, sure. Well, I actually... Um, I'm going to pose a question to you, Sam, and to the audience listening mm. who can email in. <laughs> Basically, everyone else apart from e- me. Email. <laughs> no, because, because I asked you. Because I asked you. Oh, okay, it was cool. a question I asked you. I like your phone. So I got some Mother's Day cards. One for my wife, who has, who has our son. So right. she's a mum. And I got one for my mum, who right. mothered me. And I'm her child. Um, what I didn't get was a card from me and I had to, I, I got two cards so one for my mom well, hold, hold on a second what do you mean you didn't get a card from you so the card I got for Emmy was from Elliot yeah. oh right so right, it was like right. thank you mom because she ain't my mom but you did it though right well yeah I did it and yeah, okay, this okay. this was a question I put it. to Adam is like do you also get Sarah a Mother's Day card from you or do you just get her one from the boys and well who, who did you your mom who did you give? What are you getting bogged down with, here, Sam? <laughs> I got my mum a Mother's Day card, right? And then I got, on behalf of my son, a Mother's Day card for his mum, aka my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that both of the cards didn't come from you. They technically didn't. Oh no, one of them. Did. One of them must have. Surely. I'm standing in the background of this conversation. Anyway, anyway, anyway. This was my point is because technically one of them is coming from me, so I'm I'm not going to get my wife one because she's getting it from me because I'm getting it from the boy. Eventually, it will be from the boy; it won't be from me. Right. I guess the question I was asking is, (laughs) do you get your significant other a Mother's Day card when they're not your mum? Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> Shoot the shit show. Um, well, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. So are you asking me whether I would? I was or? putting it out there just for the audience. Well, you you, you did. I, I asked him and he said, what What did you say? It was something about, will your wife, will my... Uh, you had a fucking dig actually now <laughs> I'm thinking about it. You were like, will, will your wife know whether it's from you or from Elliot? <laughs> That was the thing. Hey, you can take it as a dig or you can take it as a compliment towards your son. Yeah. Your son is very well educated. and I'm really treading on eggshells here, not since what you said, even as a passive joke, because you're within arm's reach. Here's what I did. So what I do is I get 
cards from the boys. Actually got away with it this year because they both came back to me after school. So they're back at school this week. Nice. And they're both like, we've made money on Mother's Day. Because normally I have to go and buy them. Fucking sit with them and write it out, write it out yeah. so they can copy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> parenting. No, no, it's just like, <laughs> Tell no, me no, about be, it. because you have a conversation with my mom and she knows I hate cards. I just, I, I just do not like cards. But in some recent feedback I got from friends of mine where I asked them to be critical, they mm. said, just because it doesn't matter to you doesn't mean it doesn't matter to them. Mm-hmm. So I got my mom's Mother's Day card this year. Who said that? Him. Oh, I agree with the card thing, by the way. I, that I personally, do, I don't need a card. Just, just either say it to me, text me, message. Like. Yeah, we don't really do cards in my family. Um, it's not a thing that gets done. Yeah. So, so I, I'm really, I don't really have a place in this conversation because... It right, just you, doesn't happen. You can sort the plates out, really, for the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I did make a nice... Pulls himself back in, stay out of the kitchen. I did make a nice um, meal, and, you know, the parents came around to my house, which is pretty rare. Nice. And, yeah, it was nice. It was nice, actually. We nice. A, we had a nice Sunday. Um, and apparently it's not Easter at the minute, but I thought it was. What? So. What? what do you mean? I bought people Easter eggs this and gave them to them this weekend, <laughs> but apparently it's not Easter. When is Easter? I don't know. I thought it was like now. I just went into the supermarket and there's Easter eggs everywhere, so I isn't thought, it, oh, it, it must be Easter. Isn't they, it the long they weekend? Don't ju- they don't go, well, Easter is in 24 hours. Stock the shelves with eggs. Well, <laughs> okay, well, at least I thought Easter, maybe it's next weekend. You know what I mean? There's How been... far in advance do they come out? Sunday, oh, mate, Sunday mate. the 4th of April is when Easter is, so you were nearly a month early. <laughs> <laughs> there's Christmas stuff on the shelves in September. Yeah, but so that's, that's Christmas how, stuff. Uh, uh, well, well, anyway, this happened. <laughs> and what they ha- got a Sunday roast and <laughs> fucking run. <laughs> and they probably looked at you and went, are you dying? <laughs> goes, Happy goes, Easter. <laughs> Who's bought you an Easter egg? This early. That's yours. (laughs) 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 What mug's gone and brought these eggs early? Yeah, that was me. That was me. Um, Fifth of April, they're all half price. Yeah, baby. Hey, it was a it was a good one though. Fourth of April is Easter Sunday. Yeah, kind of jealous. Just said that. Oh, did you? Gee, we're both ribbing Sam that hard. Oh, (laughs) oh, because you said because you said the fifth. That would make sense. Yeah, cool. So, East, do you do anything special for Easter? Do you no. have like stuff with the kids where you'll do like a little Easter egg hunt or anything like that? No. 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 Ever? Do you get eggs though, right? We get eggs. Right, and to be honest, I personally love, uh, everyone does, Easter egg chocolate. Mm. It's just the best. Like, mm-hmm. We actually opened a crunch Easter egg last weekend because it's been on the fridge because we bought it dead early. Was it one of them big? Yeah, the, with the, the, the crunchy. The big, yeah, yeah, they're oh, the fucking f- best they are, mate. The the, have you seen them? No, no, Oh, no. mate, mate, mate. So I think <laughs> I think there's two different ones as well, but the, crun- <laughs> the crunchy you one. This you really get Oh, strap in, boys. <laughs> so these Cadbury's crunchy Easter eggs are like uber deluxe. They're like, they're probably nearly a centimeter thick with chocolate. That. Uh, and then inside the chocolate is the crunchy bits, and the egg is probably a, for for the for the audio listeners, as head. big as my head. Yeah, and that's pretty big, guys. It, and they're they're what about a tenner, something like that, and they come with two crunchy bars as well. Crowd is open. No, haven't got anything with the kids. Best it, half hour of my life. We. <laughs> 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 Followed by the worst half hour. <laughs> we. Uh, we just we're just gonna watch uh, Marvel and eat loads of chocolate. Fair news. Yeah. Um, so that's what this show is all about. You see, NFTs and Easter eggs. Next, I want us to talk about 
Um, something that we mentioned on last week's show, we all got together last Tuesday mm-hmm. for a l- long and deep session. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm Went on, didn't it? Went on. A great session. Yeah. Right. How did you guys feel about it? Exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I think for me, it's like, you kind of go in, like I came in like pretty prepared, like here's where my head's at, here's what I'm doing. And yeah. at one point I'm like, I'm a bit of an emotional wreck right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a long therapy session. It really, it? that's the best way to explain yeah. it. It's like a long therapy session. Uh, and I think it's what's good is when you've got people around you that, I tried to, I felt like, I was like, I just don't I wanted to get through this right now. Some of the stuff I've written on this paper, I actually don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, will... we best wrap this one up, boys. Yeah. It won't It won't take me long. I've only put 19 <laughs> paragraphs on the page. Yeah. But we'll just gloss over this. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember saying to you, can you just scroll down? And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That <laughs> sentence there, you can't gloss over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so no. maybe just explain if for anybody that's listening what we did. If anybody got past the Easter egg section, <laughs> people are still wondering: Does he buy his fucking wife a Mother's Day card? <laughs> Find next out next show. time. <laughs> um, we mentioned on last week's show, but we get together every quarter, don't we? And we discuss like just what's going on in life and kind of what we're trying to improve upon, I suppose, from like a self development perspective, generally. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a little bit of a structure to it, didn't we? I think those sheets worked well. What do you think? You would do them once again next time. Yeah, it's it kind of like you could just, you can kind of use it however you wanted to. So we had like four sections in the sheets, like health, wealth, um, relationships, and career. Yeah. And then we, business. Had a, we had a values box. Value, had a values at the top. Box. We had a value box, chicken chips, and uh, <laughs> a donut meat on top. <laughs> just just to reference that, if, if you guys are looking at the... P- just just to pull it back just as a quick side note that that pizza hut collaboration with kfc was a bit of a flop wasn't it that was yeah great yes we all order some food don't we and then we kind of go through all this yeah the big learning curve there was great gravy isn't the best pizza topping i just think they because I've actually been the, back the, on the pizza chicken, the website. The popcorn chicken was pretty good, though. But mm. the the gravy top just wasn't enough gravy just, in the base. It was a bit flat, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah it wasn't enough gravy it. in the base. Um, so, yeah, the, I think the structure was good. Um, I guess for me now, it's like covered off a lot. And there's a lot of things like whirling around. It's this whole thing between those. I think we kind of nail what that session looks like for us now, which is yeah. like showing up, bit of structure. I actually liked the fact that there was like a bit of like everyone jumping in throughout to cover their bits. Like we spoke values and we went through that. Get on yeah. that mic, mate. Get on that Sorry, mic. Sorry, mate. Um, I Ra- think- rather than doing like you, one person does all their stuff and then the next person does all yeah, their yeah. stuff. Cause- we ended up more like that in the end Yeah. because we went through it. But I think... Uh, maybe- but we did split it up a bit though, didn't we? Yeah, I think maybe just doing more of that where it's like fully split up Yeah. Uh, is it's quite engaging for everyone and it's good. Because uh, it kind of gives you an opportunity to, because it, it, it kind of just a point felt felt for me like you are a bit in the hot seat like, and that's you kind of being asked to be held accountable by your best mate. So mm-hmm. it's like, which is good. I think for me it's like working out how we keep momentum in between so it doesn't feel like oh we're just showing up in the court and be like okay see here like rather than it being like a injection every quarter to be like let's get back on track and like, here's what we care about. I think there's the in between episodes part of this, which is those monthly things, which is the like monthly kind of like that, shorter check-ins. Yeah, but I think it's important to focus on those and get that structure right moving forward as well. 
yeah, because I think we nailed the quarterlies now. So I think it, we just get, need to nail those monthlies. And I, I we we haven't put together that sheet of goals, so that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll, we did we'll all we did all sort of set goals, though, didn't we? Like we we yeah. we made a conscious decision to make sure that we all had something written to work down towards, to work towards, so that we can like. But it, like track say, progress it's, the, it's the execution of keeping on top of those and tracking them. Yeah, and for me, it's there's a risk with this is like going over prescriptive and making it feel like work but i actually think that's i don't think that it ended up like that though i think there was no, no, a nice I'm saying balance for the in-between stuff whereas where my head went to is like actually even having like a when we check in with each other for the month we should hold each other accountable for like what have you actually done this month against these like for you you've already done your 10k and got pb yeah 10K congrats PB, yeah. um and I, I think i think the the main thing with that, though, is in order for it to not feel like it's, I don't know, more work or, or whatever, it needs to just be rather than like you've not you've not done these tasks, you need to get them done. It's more of like a it's another conversation start, right? Because we come up with all this stuff by having conversations and dig into the root cause of why things are said or why we feel certain ways. If we if you keep that approach to the, the monthly check ins, then you'll still get the same what? I agree. Yeah, but you, you, do you know, you know what I mean. It's yeah. not like you've not done these tasks; you've failed. At the end of the day, go, let's try and do them for the next month when we check in. It's that's not what it's about. It's about the conversations that come from yeah. what you were trying to achieve. Did you? Didn't you? Why not? Is and there's no judgment on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, we all want to be held accountable and we want to kind of make progress on these things. But you know, if you didn't do a certain thing, then pretty sure you judged me earlier because I haven't you closed I mean? that IG account yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking judgment. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think though sure. that it's also because that the goals are not. Um, what's the best way to describe it? it like they're, they're not necessarily tasks. Well, it's, it's got. It, it's not a task because a task implies that it's something that somebody else applies to. This is something that you want to do for yourself. Yeah, that, you know that's what I mean. What it's, I mean. Not it's, like, it's like the the really the only person you'll be letting down is yourself. Um. <laughs> that was a very like deep look on me. Fine, no, but, I know. Fine, but okay. like, we're, like it wasn't <laughs> like s- someone set them for you, and you need to do these things. So for whatever reason, like you, we came to a conclusion. Yeah, and, nobody else's goals are they? Yours? Yeah, and it's just on you, and that's that's why it doesn't really matter if you don't do them. But hopefully, it will help you get to a better position. I don't know. I, I half agree with that because I think if you kept showing up every quarter and there's no effort made, one thing. Showing up every quarter and then having conversations and thoughts and showing progression, you're thinking another thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like if I showed up and I'm like, oh, here's the stuff that I told you I care about, but I've made no movement on it, I'd get really tired of showing up. Yeah, but up. then there's a bigger issue there, right? Then you, you surely would have. We've got like 45 seconds to a minute until. Surely, you, surely what you then came up with isn't that valuable and. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't have, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have spent five hours talking about it and getting to the bottom of right, what we're trying to do right. if uh, it wasn't. And hence the monthly things as well, yeah, yeah. right? But I, like... I, I half agree with that again because I've experienced it recently where someone, I think I'm projecting what I'm learning in coaching here, which is when someone puts a hand up for coaching and it's like, cool, I want to do this. And then you go a month and they've done no actions. I had a conversation, so I had supervised coaching on Monday, and it's like, when do you fire a client mm. who isn't getting value and showing up to do the work that they say is important, but they're not demonstrating it's important? That's, I guess that's the thing I'm trying to like put yeah, on the table. Yeah, you're projecting a bit there, I think, yeah. for sure, which is understandable. Um, and, I, and I agree, because it, in the end, 
we all want to see each other do better yep. at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I'm going to set my goals and you're going to set your goals. But we all want each other to achieve those goals. Yeah, yeah. And if there's consistently no effort being made to achieve those goals, it kind of be, does come frustrating f- from anybody yeah, yeah, sat around the other the side table. of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I think th- how that, that manifests. To, but I think that's good though because it puts a little bit of the pressure on us that we need to to make sure. Because that's my point. None of us want to let each other down, which is actually also there a is nice a degree thing. of accountability there. You know what I mean? I agree with that in terms of the accountability side of it. And I think the way that manifests itself is, as long as you know that if you haven't done what you said is important, when you sit in the hot seat, your friends are going to interrogate why, and it's going to get it's going to feel more like interrogation every quarter yeah. to really try and get to the root cause of it. Yep. I think that's where I'm at. And that's what I want to bring to the table because I'm learning some of this stuff in coaching is like if someone's not delivering, there's, there's a why. And I know there's a projection piece here, but I still think the tool's important. Yeah. If you say something's important and you're not delivering, there's a disconnect. And a coach's job is to connect it. So it's a really interesting experiment for me through what we do is to go actually like what are the tools I'm learning that I can bring to these conversations and see how they play out. Waterboarding is going to be one thing. <laughs> you have done your goals. <laughs> 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 I just come for the nano. <laughs> on that, on that note, guys, I'm pretty sure nanos has just arrived. Wrap up. Let's do it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>